0: Testing, 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 testing. Sing
1: it out. Say what you need to say. Does it kind of just sing into it? Does that work? No, does that work for you? You can sing. No, I don't want to sing anymore.
0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to this human thing, a podcast on the human experience. It's Cat. Back at it, episode fourteen. Let's go. I'm sitting here with Joe Reed, and here's what I know about Joe. I met him last week, Eh, not even a week ago, a couple days ago. (laughs) Um, Our mutual friend Jason was in town, and I was hanging out with him. Joe came to lunch. We were all chilling. Joe staying in town, and here he is on the podcast, Joe. Um, here's from Colorado, that beautiful mountain state. Um, I know you snowboard for Burton, been doing lots of crazy competitions and stuff like that, which I'd love to hear about because we haven't even talked about that very much. Um, yeah. And right now he's just nomading, just has a surfboard bag, has a backpack and a skateboard and you're just kind of flying wherever your heart's taking you. Sounds like a dream. Uh, welcome. Thanks for coming on. Yeah,
1: thanks. I don't know if I should say anything because it was such a beautiful intro.
0: Well, sometimes uh, I actually will write out a really nice intro to read, but I didn't really know what to say. No, that was
1: classy. Yeah. Okay. It's hard to know what to say when you only know someone for like five days. So That's all right. It's epic. That's all right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> cool. So how long are you going to stay in OB for?
1: Uh, well, I was originally going to leave Friday. Mm-hmm. I guess tomorrow, but I'm actually going to stay till Sunday. Turns out flight's a little bit cheaper. So I'm going to do it that route and uh, hop out on Sunday. So try to get a little more surfing in before I head out.
0: Yeah. And where are you <laughs> headed?
1: Back home. Going to go watch my parents' dog for five days because they're headed out of town. And they're like, hey, you want to go home and watch the dog? And I was like, sure do. So I'm going to hop back up to Seattle for, for about five days. I'll be there from like Sunday to Thursday or Friday depending on flights again, because that's mm. kind of what my life revolves around right now. Um, and then head down to Texas to see some family. So Texas? Yeah, hot place. It's not like the coolest spot of the country, but...
0: But it's pretty cool. It's all
1: right. It's pretty cool, for sure. <laughs> yeah, but it's cool. the plan right now.
0: Do you know where you're going to go after Texas?
1: Arizona. Yeah, my best friend's birthday.
0: Where in Arizona?
1: Phoenix. It's also extremely hot there and real flat, so, yeah. you know. And after that? I dunno. Yeah. Do I mean have- most of it's pretty much a mystery, but
0: do you have any gonna... prospects?
1: For any any prospects of where I want to go? Yeah. No, not at the moment. I was originally gonna go to New York. Uh there's like a oh. like an indoor snowboard area now. Really? Over in the mall there. It's, yeah, it's called like Big Snow, American Dream.
0: Wait, when and, did that happen?
1: Uh it opened like in the spring. Or I guess it was like January or February right before COVID happened. Oh wow. Right. And uh yeah, it's super epic. It's really small, but I've always wanted to do something like that. So I was originally going to go there, but the people I was going to go with might fall through. So we're kind of just floating I mean, until we figure it out. I could just out,
0: go anyway. I could just go <laughs> anyway.
1: I got to go back and pack a bag. So if that's the case, oh, right. I got to fly back to Seattle no matter what.
0: Right. So yeah. I know that like the first place that had something like that was Dubai, right?
1: Yeah, Dubai and a lot of European little countries have them, like a oh. ton of them. Uh, Beijing has a pretty big one, so I mean they're all over the place, but they haven't really built it to America. But not in the U.S.,
0: America. really. Yeah, because they were thinking of building one in Northern Virginia, where I'm from.
1: Yeah, it'd be way better than the uh, the Snowflex. It's way better than Snowflex. So
0: Snowflex is this hill <laughs> that they put a carpet on, and uh, you can ride down it. That's yeah. the first time I ever snowboarded. Was but, not even on snow.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's like uh, it's like if you took a a hairbrush, and a bunch of them together and then made it then, wet yeah
0: there's like little like misters that spray off yep. i could show you a pretty bad picture from my day after snowflakes. my roommate eliza took a video of me of me just like moving my legs and giving her all the angles and it was just like one huge bruise nice it was so bad that's awesome <laughs> well because i didn't know how to snowboard so i was literally just like woo just and i just jumped down yeah i like borrowed my friend uh, maddie's mm-hmm. snowboard and i was like, "Okay." Nice. At least you didn't
1: tear yourself up. Sometimes you can get like some pretty bad like burns.
0: Yeah. Well, I had like pants and a sweatshirt on, so there wasn't really anything to burn. That's good. But there was this one girl. So there was like this jump that was closed. Like they had it like they had like stuff in front of it so you couldn't go off of it. And some girl, I think she like might have been on skis, but she went down and she like smacked into the side of the jump, which like it's a jump made out of like wood yeah and like she was just like bleeding everywhere like, it was really bad
1: dang so, nice and graphic but it's a it. of it I know. yeah it
0: was like her head they had to like go stretcher her out of there. you gotta it be
1: wearing cool. helmets out there it was pretty cool. <laughs> i know but it like you got like on her forehead
0: it. nice so yeah yeah. that's where i met jason was it snowflake yeah i think i told you that
1: yeah a lot of people meet out there apparently
0: you is there more stories no of but i just assume there, there are <laughs>
1: you met someone at snowflakes i'm sure someone else met someone at snowflakes
0: well, it's because my friend Lo or I think I already told you all. This. See, I don't know like what I told you and what I didn't tell you. Yeah, it's all a blur. Yeah, my friend uh, LoJo. I was there with her. She rips it up on the skis. She's really cool. Nice. Um, but yeah, that was like my, my snow buddy during winter 2018. Cool. <sighs> it was great. The uh, I met geezy at. <laughs> when I was snowboarding but I think it was like the second time that I ever snowboarded. it's why I like like waddle over to him and I'm like gee I don't actually know his name <laughs> yeah and he was just like yeah and I was like can I take a picture with you and he was like sure
1: was this at Snowflakes no oh, I was about was, to say you like that's another, you just meet people at Snowflakes
0: no it was um oh, where was it? it was at Snowshoe in West Virginia nice what and a random place for him to be I know it was so weird because like I was like going up there that day and my friend texted me and he was like do you know, did you know Jeezy was is there right now I was like not nah. and then I saw him <laughs> but um then like you know immediately after I meet him I'm like okay bye <laughs> and yeah. then I just like fall down the mountain because I didn't know how to snowboard
1: yeah you were um, just so stoked you had to I was just so stoked yeah.
0: but I was on like I think it was like a green I don't even think it was a blue and uh, he was on that too, so.
1: Nice. Hey, same level. So, you know,
0: we're basically friends now. Yeah,
1: you're basically rappers.
0: if I had been good, I wouldn't have been on that hill and I wouldn't have met him. Because, like, my friends that I went with, they were, like, on the other side of the mountain. Because I was like, just leave me. Yeah. Just leave me alone. I'm just going to be me.
1: <laughs> I'm going to be me for a little bit. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Let me be just, like, my green circle self.
1: Yeah, that's totally fine, you yeah. know. As long as you're supporting the industry, it's all good. Yeah. doesn't matter which grade of runs you're taking
0: yeah well now I'm kidding I'm not like very good but
1: now I'm awesome
0: (laughs) (laughs) well it's nice because I think okay so I'm I want to ask you like how you got into surfing because I feel like for me learning how to snowboard was difficult you know but like within a week I could like ride anything but with surfing it's so hard
1: (laughs) The learning curve is pretty significant in surfing. It humbled me, uh, to say the least. When I lived in Colorado, it was always something I wanted to do because I was like, oh, board sports, easy, you know? It's just,
0: it'll translate so well. Yeah,
1: like not. I could wakeboard, I could skate, snowboarded, apparently well enough to do things in. So I was like, well, when I moved to Seattle, I was like, I'm going to surf. And then turns out it's really difficult to find a surf community in Washington because it's pretty small mm-hmm. and, like, unknown areas, so... Uh, It took a long time. I was there for like eight years but didn't get to start surfing for the next, I don't know. I started surfing three years ago because it took that long to figure out like who would be willing to take me out and surf for the first time because I wasn't going to do it alone. And uh, yeah, my friend uh, Marie, super dope girl uh, up in Seattle, was like, oh yeah, like we got introduced to each other. And then she's like, yeah, I surf. And I was like, I want to surf. And uh, from there, just offered me. A trip down to the beach and I was like, deal. Brought all the stuff and, she, uh, yeah, I don't know what happened, but she's like, you snowboard, you'll be good. And I was like, yeah, okay, cool. We'll see. You're like, yeah, I'll Great. be good. Yeah, I was like, I should be fine, you know, like, this is nothing. Like, I can swim and I can snowboard, so.
0: <laughs> it's it's just amazing. The only <laughs> difference
1: is the fact that I'm standing up in water. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it wasn't that way. Caught two waves that day and uh, I was real stoked to myself. I was like, yeah, I'm the best. Like, I got this. Um, just because, you what know. What were you riding? What? Where? What?
0: What and where? Sure. Oh
1: well, I was riding some gigantic log. It was like nine feet so yeah. long in the white water at uh, Westport, and uh, Westport is a gnarly beach break. It's just like so washed out and gross, and the jetty is insane, and every rip current is on you the whole time. So uh, it's definitely a battle, but and it's mm-hmm. cold water because we're in Washington. So yeah. it was fun, uh, but from that point I got hooked, and I was like, man, it's something I want to try to be good at and, uh, the opportunity to go to Costa Rica with Marie's family presented itself. I was like, yeah, let's go to Costa Rica. And I was like, still kind of confident in surfing. I was like, I can do it. Cause I only surfed like two days before that.
0: Oh, so the, you like went on this trip like Early. right when you started. Yeah. I mean,
1: it was okay. like that, like maybe two months later. And, I, and since that point I was only able to surf like a little bit before then. Yeah. So I was like still in my baby stage of like longboarding and being like, yeah, I can catch anything. Because on a longboard, you can catch anything. Yeah. Because if you're on the inside, is there. <laughs> yeah. So you like jump into it, you like, you can stand on the ground and then jump on your board, then stand up, and you're like, ah, oh, caught waves. So. <laughs> Uh, we go down to Costa Rica and I was like, I don't want a longboard. Like being a snowboard, I want to be on short boards. They make more sense to me. I can do more turns, cutbacks. Yeah. Like I want to be like one of those cool dudes that you see <laughs> on like WSL going crazy, which is the world surf league. And she was like, you should probably learn on a longboard and like try to get good at one before you go into shortboarding. I was like, no, like when we go to Costa Rica, it's shortboards or nothing. I was like, all right. So we get down there, get on a shortboard first day, get wrecked, just wrecked. And then, like, the next day, got wrecked. We were out there for 10 days. The swell was, like, dropping, which is probably a good thing for me because I would have really gotten wrecked if it was too big. Um, but, yeah, the learning curve was crazy. Like, that was when I really realized, like, everything moves in the water. Like, like, snowboarding, you have your jump, you have your rails, and they stay in the same area, so your timing is the same every time. Like, your speed is the only variable, but once you figure that out, you're good for the day. Whereas surfing, it's like the swell moves and the wind and, like, you know, like peaks break in different areas. So you have Gravity's all... Gravity's
0: the... different. Like... Yeah,
1: it's just, it blew my mind. So I was just like taking dumps. Like I was just like, just back to back falling. And I was like, man. And like Costa Rica was a really cool experience because I was like, first off, you're out of your element. You're in a different country. So you're like, oh, like I don't want to like, hurt myself. But at the same time, like I'm trying to get good at this sport. Yeah. Was um, there a
0: lot of reef there?
1: No reef. It was oh. all cobblestone. which was really nice. Okay. Uh, But there are like alligators or crocodiles or whatever they have down there. So that's the, pretty fun. In the ocean? Yeah, they come out of the river mouths. It's kind of sketch. Um, I didn't
0: know that they, like, would be in salt water.
1: <laughs> yeah, they, apparently they like it. So we didn't see any, thank goodness, because um, that would have sucked, you know, try to avoid those guys. But, uh, yeah, so I was just trying to get it, and people were so good around me, and I was just getting wrecked. And um, But I, re- I realized, like, in that trip, I was like, man, it's like one of the most peaceful things is to, like, get past the break of the wave mm-hmm. and, like, sit there, and you can look out into the ocean or you know to the other side of the mountain like wherever you are you kind of have like different views and once you get to that point like everyone's calm and you're just kind of sitting there like waiting for your waves to come in and it's like the most peaceful thing and that's when i was like i like this sport a lot like this sport is sick um so that's what got me into it it's like those two trips like westport and that was like the intro and she's like yeah you're good like you can do it whatever and the next trip beat me up and i was like man it's hard but it's rewarding. Like, mm-hmm. every, it's just a feeling you cannot get anywhere else. Um, yeah, so now I'm wildly addicted. And I've been surfing 18 days straight uh, yeah. on my little trip. But, yeah, I've been surfing for three years. Uh, hopefully have gotten a lot better. In my head, I feel a lot better. you know. Oh, i sure. Uh, yeah, it's well, fun.
0: If you're going to, like, lug a surfboard across the country with you, like, or <laughs> yeah. two. Yeah. do you have two. I have yeah. two
1: surfboards with me right now. <laughs> yeah. Just threw them in a bag. The, the boards I have are, like, super indestructible. So mm-hmm. really easy to slide into a board bag and just trust Delta Airlines with their... with not, like, with my, break them. Yeah, and you're like, all right, like, you got my bags. They show up. Hopefully they're not broken kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, just nice. traveling with them. It's kind of funny.
0: So you've been surfing for three years. How long have you been snowboarding? For, yeah. Like, right out the womb?
1: Uh Yeah. Well, <laughs> no. So I was originally from not Colorado. Oh. Yeah. I don't tell people very many people where I'm going or where I'm from, but okay. Uh,
0: but we can just let the whole world
1: know. Yeah, I'm re- yeah. What up, world? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this whole world out here. But I'm originally from Texas, okay. And I was there till I was seven. So when I moved, when I moved to Colorado, I was like, I want to be a professional snowboarder. I want to like, I want to snowboard. You know. You so right off got, the bat were right like, I
0: want to be a pro snowboarder. Yeah, when I was
1: younger, like I saw like you know Sean White and all these like little yeah. like X Games was like the coolest thing ever. When I was younger from like like up until seven and all the way till now, I love the X Games. Yeah, but like, I was like,
0: when did it stop? That never stopped. But
1: it was like something I really loved. So I was like, man, like I started buying books when I found like moving out to Colorado, like books, magazines, anything I could research. I was like, I want to know about the sport.
0: So Before you there. started, like yeah. actually. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So then
1: when I moved to Colorado at like seven, got on board like that winter, we moved it right right in the dead of winter, like right in the dead of winter, um, which was a horrible thing to do considering we're from texas and we don't know how to drive in the snow and uh you know we have no jackets or four-wheel drive car it was bad like we we're like the full edition of kook that you would see online right now so um move there started when i was 7 23 now so whatever that math adds up to is how long i've been snowboarding oh, yeah.
0: yeah dang dude <laughs> wait okay i know you've probably told this story to some extent so many times but I'm just really curious like what your snowboarding journey has been like how did you go from little seven-year-old I want to be a pro snowboarder to doing it
1: yeah uh I mean my career has been interesting with snowboarding it's definitely Mm -hmm. been an interesting path uh when I was really young seven got really into contests like when I was really young so uh basically hopped in like (laughs) again like this confidence thing I was like Almost like with the serving thing, I'm like, yeah, like let's do contests, you know. So like, I got to the point where I could like, mm-hmm. got into this like, program for like freestyle snowboarding when I was eight, and it was like that same winter that I moved there. So I started doing that, and I like outgrew it. They're like, yeah, they need he needs someone else, and like whatever. And I was like, so okay. So you
0: were just like off the bat pushing, and just it. good.
1: I was just pushing it. Like yeah. I did like my first backflip that winter, like the first mm-hmm. winter I moved there, just because so I was so like,
0: when you first like learned, you're like backflip.
1: Yeah, I yeah. need to do something to like do something, you know? Yeah. So yeah, it's just cause I loved it so much and I just kept pushing myself, pushing yeah. myself. And then, um, yeah, like had a, a really ended up like finding a really good coach through just a little contest and my goggles are all messed up. Like they're really foggy and bad. I got picked up by this little, uh, like snowboard shop. It's called Bubba's boards out in Durango. So they're like helping me out with what they can. And like got my first th- snowboards through them and all that kind of stuff, That's um, awesome. which I still have, which is really cool. But yeah, I ended up, training with this coach, and then basically just started going on tour with him when I was, like, eight or nine years old. Wow. Like, yeah, very abnormal path of an elementary school kid. Um, but, yeah, just started touring, doing a bunch of contests around the country, all around Colorado. We'd go train in Breckenridge and, like, drive, like, five hours to go train for the weekend and then come back so I could go to school, and then I'd snowboard at night. and um, Yeah, it was kind of crazy. So I did that all the way through 15 when I left Colorado, but that was like right when my career was picking up. So I was getting into like bigger contests, starting to do like Rev tours and uh Gatorade free flows and all the like Burton uh US Open qualifiers and that kind of stuff or like big at the time like big pieces of the industry to like move into the next things. Like yeah. X games, do tour Olympic qualifiers, all that kind of stuff is in line with what I was doing. So yeah, I don't know, I just put my head down and worked with this coach every day basically and uh, lived in hotels and condos and yeah just floated from a really young age and was doing like not really doing school very well considering I was never there well like but.
0: how how would you even be able to I think that's like one second I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna like move the camera a little bit but like how would you even be able to do school throughout that I never understand that yeah. with people who are like I don't know in any industry like in the movie industry or in any like sports or anything I just don't get that
1: yeah well uh Not easy would say from experience it's not the easiest thing I've done but uh, elementary school who cares you don't really get grades It's just not that learn big how to do. read yeah okay. you just okay. learn how to read and like do some addition mm-hmm. uh so that wasn't that big of a deal when I got to middle school it was a little more of a deal but it wasn't that big of a deal and then yeah I was never a good student like I was never good with classes or passing things I just hated homework and everything about it because I wanted to go snowboarding but like
0: the contrast of like sitting in a classroom to like doing like a quadruple backflip is yeah very stark so
1: yeah it's very different but uh yeah so middle school is really like when it started to pick up for me so I basically was going to class and then I go snowboard and I wouldn't do my homework because I'd be snowboarding yeah and then to go back to class and then be mad at me and a lot of people told me I'd never make it and you get the whole thing of like ah, I get it because you're you know, a teacher and that's kind of you, you want people to like do their classwork and yeah not focus as much on these small passions that kids have but um yeah I just kept going with mine and then when I got into high school ended up in this uh college-based prep school deal in Colorado for a year in freshman year and they were crazy supportive. So before that, I had no support from school. they were like, "Yeah, you, like, you got to like, figure Ha-ha, something
0: out." Like, your little dream—that's so yeah, funny. It's adorable.
1: Like... Everyone wants to be a pro snowboarder, or everyone wants to do X, Y, Z. But mm-hmm. just go to school, get your degree, and be done—kind of thing.
0: But like you going on tour, and like you being in the Olympic qualifiers, and like those other contests that you were talking about—like, did none of that speak to them as, "Oh, like he's actually, he's actually really good." <laughs> Or did they know about uh, I mean, that stuff?
1: Yeah, they, I knew, they knew about it because I'd send them pictures and whatever. But, yeah. you know, again, they care about school. That's true. Um, so I didn't really really didn't get support until I was in freshman year when I started doing, like, my bigger contests. And uh, this college pro school was so dope. They were like, yeah, you go do whatever you want. We'll make sure you get caught up either before or after you come back. So I'd be gone for a week or two or two weeks at, like, Rev Tours. So the process goes, you have – you know us open or no you don't yeah usasa i don't know and definitely
0: whoever's listening probably doesn't know the whole process yeah so we
1: have the usasa which is united states snowboard association or something like that i don't know but it's all the small contests you do as a kid so slow style half pipe board across all that kind of stuff and then you go to nationals if you qualify and i fought really hard to get into nationals it's like pretty political in some of those places so you you have to like really make your way um, mean? <laughs> people like their dad would be running usasa right uh, and his so kids or his friends someone. would go yeah it was just crazy so you really yeah. have to prove like your tricks are better or your run was better by doing like really doing well because mm. you couldn't just get away with doing something bigger than everybody else so um yeah so you have usasa and then from there, you go to nationals, you compete in nationals, and then you can get get in invites to like uh, Gatorade Free Flow or uh, the Burton qualifiers or pro amps, so that kind of stuff. And then you have the Rev Tour, and the Rev Tour is a qualifier into the big qualifier for the US Open, or, or not, for the Olympics. So you have oh. Rev Tour, Grand Prix, Olympics. Uh, and with the Grand Prix and stuff, you have like X Games and Dude Tour that are also big credentials in that but i stayed in that rep tour realm forever because it is hard to get out of and there are a lot of competitive dudes but um
0: and so what is like are you touring
1: are Revolution you going tour? yeah okay. so normally i would stop in like mammoth lakes california you go to uh copper go to seven springs pennsylvania which is always a rough place to go because you're out there for two weeks and it's just an iceberg and it sucks you know there's like a bowling alley and a, and a roller rink and like how many times can yeah. you do the roller rink after contest
0: i've never been to seven springs but a lot of people i went to school with like yeah lived there half the year it's so.
1: super fun until you're there for too long mm. and you can't get out and you're a kid and you're like i need to do something Yeah. um but yeah so i kind of followed that process through school and yeah high school freshman year they were like oh like do whatever you want i was like this is amazing so I really started to take off, and then I moved to Washington, and that totally threw a wrench in my my snowboard world. Um, so I had to kind of readjust and, like, figure out how to be back in Colorado to train, but also compete and all that kind of stuff. And schools out there are mad not supportive, because it's something they've never heard of. Mm-hmm. So, you is know, you're in not this... not
0: a lot of snowboarding in Washington?
1: Snowboarding is, like, one of the OGs. So you have a, a ton of, like, original snowboarders, like, people that are legends, and... Like companies are all built there. You know, you have like Mervin Manufacturing and K two and all these companies that mm-hmm. come out of there. But
0: and why aren't they supportive? It's
1: the cities, right? So you have oh, like okay. because you're not, you know, Durango, my small town. You're mm-hmm. five minutes away from the mountain. Yeah. In Seattle, you're an hour and forty to two hours out. Okay. So, yeah, there might be some snowboarding industry there, but it's not the same as living in Colorado, where everybody is on a path to be something in snowboarding. Mm-hmm. You know, make some money or get. Getting into Super Park or whatever it is, they just all, it's just not the same. So big challenge. Ended up traveling a ton when I was there. So then I really started to fail school because I was like, man, like, I can't do this at all. Yeah. Um, and that was big tour year. I was traveling, like, 40 days at a time and, like, you know, a couple weeks at a time and out of a suitcase and a snowboard bag with a coach. And, uh, yeah, but ended up, because of the lack of support, ended up in online school. Mm-hmm. Um, which I probably should have done earlier because I would have been better at it, I think, earlier, if I was trying to switch over and do it. But yeah, I did online school until I finished out and just snowboarded the whole time. It was yeah. pretty crazy. And this is
0: like when you were in high school?
1: Yep. So up until like 2015, something like that.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. So what was in
1: 2015? Uh, Broke my neck in 2015. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: So wait, how? Uh, I'm trying to do the math. How old were you then?
1: I was 18. 18. Fresh 18. Dang. Yeah, That's,
0: like, one of the first things you told me when we met. Because, like, right yeah. now, I really, like, messed up my leg. I'll talk about that at a later time. But um, <laughs> you're like, yeah, like, I remember when I was recovering. Like, it was hard to, like, let people help me do things. And I was yeah. like, recovering from what? And you're like, oh, I broke my neck. I'm like, like, yeah. oh, that's casual. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, it's kind of funny. I mean, now it's it's casual because I've been able to get back to the things I love. But... Mm uh yeah, yeah why was, don't
0: you extrapolate on that story
1: yeah so i was 18 uh in the rev tour in mammoth so it was the third stop i believe third or fourth stop we had one more after that i don't know it's all a blur but
0: okay. and wait sorry to like interrupt that like the way that the rev Tour revolution Tour yeah. works is it just you're going to different spots are you kind of like moving up in like ranking or do you just you like- can Okay.
1: Yeah, so it depends on how well you do. Your placement is everything. So if you okay. land a really good run in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. that's really good. And that goes towards your, your World Snowboard Tour or your fist ranking so you can get into Grand Prix, which puts you in the Olympics. Okay, so gotcha. you're like in all that kind of stuff. Um, but basically you're doing the tour to build as many points as possible mm. so by the end of the year you get qualified into the next round, which is the Grand Prix. Cool. Or in the middle of that year if you just win two contests, you get put into Grand Prix oh. and then you're – you know, nice. then you're really fighting with the big guy, with the big guys. So, cool.
0: so like if you win two competitions, yeah, or if you get like enough points to qualify into the Grand Prix, is that like the like pre-Olympic? Yeah, trials?
1: that's okay. like the real one. It's like, oh. you want to be in there as much as possible because that's where all your points are going to go towards the Olympics and that okay. kind of stuff. So, okay. sorry, I'm just trying to crazy, like understand
0: yeah. the process. It's a lot of here. work. Okay. So
1: many contests. Okay. So. So yeah, I was continue. in the final, my final stop of the rev tour, obviously. Um, just doing front, front teams, and the snow was super slushy, and it was late in the day, so I was just trying to get this trick locked in before contest day the next day. I'd already been traveling for a couple weeks, and uh, I was in Mammoth for a week, and it was day six, and then the snow broke away, got stuck upside down. Landed on my neck on the net on the knuckle. So you have like the takeoff, and then you have like yeah. a flat spot, and then the landing. And between the flat spot and the landing, we call it the knuckle. So I landed right on that. Bounced the landing, and uh, instantly couldn't feel my legs. So that was pretty cool. I thought, pretty cool. yeah, it was like a pretty odd experience. But I thought because you don't really think about it, in the time that you do these weird injuries is, I was like, oh, I just broke my knee or like broke my leg or something because my legs hurt, right? Mm and then you kind of sit up and you're like your legs are tingling and the coach is like yeah you didn't hit your legs i don't really know what's going on there Get guess the ski patrol down they come and check me out they're like ah, oh, we don't really know they're just kind of feeling around which is probably not a good thing to do
0: yeah don't those bones are so small super and fragile
1: dull. so yeah that was an exciting experience and um the ski patrol lady was like yeah do you want us to take you down in a toboggan or or what and i was like I'm 18 and kind of dumb, and I wanted to compete the next day. No, I think it's just whiplash. So I, like, signed this little piece of paper saying it's not the ski mountain's fault anymore. Got up, snowboarded down with my coach. Snowboarded down from breaking my neck and back. Um, And then... Like,
0: what does that feel like? Like, I have also never broken a bone somehow. So I don't even know what a broken bone feels like. I do not know what a broken neck...
1: Yeah. Uh, It's a hard thing to explain because it really is... It's painful, but um, at the point at that point my adrenaline was running so high that I didn't yeah. even think about it. I was like, my legs move, couldn't feel them very well, so they're all tingly and weird. Yeah, but um,
0: like gravity, so you just kind of like yeah,
1: you know, like if you sleep on your arm for a while and it just
0: uh, and you wake up and you're like, whoa. Yeah,
1: that's how my legs felt for a while.
0: How did you like? Okay, when I fall asleep in my on my arm, and I can't feel it, when I wake up, I'm literally, it's just like a noodle. Yeah. So,
1: It's not the it, circulation on my legs. The yeah, circulation is still like, running, but it's like... Your the, nervous system. Yeah, it's like you <laughs> smacked your spinal cord or something. Like, And I can't break into the details. I don't really know how to explain it. but I don't either. Um, yeah, I smacked my spinal cord probably just enough to make them be kind of freaky for a while, so... My fingertips were numb, tingly, and my legs. But I walked up, sat in the lodge for a while, and my coach went and watched someone else competing that day. Sat there. Things started to get heavy. My arms were getting getting really heavy. So I was like, What's going on here? And then I called my dad, I was like, Hey, like, I really hurt myself. I think I'm gonna go sleep it off But I wanted you to be aware. You need to go to the hospital. I was like, No, I think I'm gonna sleep it off and compete in the morning. I gotta I gotta get this contest done. No, I can't do that. So ended up going to the hospital, walked down to my coach's car, we got got in the car, drove me down to the ER, I walked into the ER. So he he like pulled up outside, opened the door for me. I walked in, he went to go park. Walk in, I'm like, Hey, I think I broke my neck <laughs> and then
0: So you decided at that point, like you kind of
1: Yeah. This was like a, there was a good, maybe two hour span between breaking it and sitting in the lodge to the point that it get there.
0: And then you're like, I think this is broken. I think
1: there's something wrong here. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, like, I think it broke my neck. Like, ah. So they freak out, get me on a stretcher, demobilize me completely. So the only thing I have access to is like my arm mm-hmm. just kind of wiggle it around or whatever. <laughs> and, uh, so I could call people, but then they put me in CAT scans and all kind of stuff. And the whole time I was like, I didn't break it. It's just whiplash i mean, it'd be fine whatever um and then they bring the news out i broke my neck my c6 t7 and eight so you have your your c which is like right where your neck is it's your real like neck that muscles big
0: bony one like yeah. right at the base of your neck
1: yeah and then so those are all your c's and then you go down you have your thoracics and then your lumbar but so i did my c6 and it went that broke straight through your neck so if you like put a pencil through your ears kind of i'd be going that way um and then i did my t7 and eight fractured in my back so uh that was okay really cool. well
0: i'm glad that that wasn't like the, the really really small ones up near your brain
1: yeah yeah you definitely like c6 is a really dangerous one if you go above that your chance of like doing anything again is pretty slow
0: yeah that's why i was just like ooh. yeah you do paralysis.
1: c5 four, anything like that you're really pushing never walking so Ugh. very lucky very thankful um Basically they put me on a flight for life because they didn't have anything that they could treat me with there in the event that something really did go wrong. Mm -hmm. So sign my life away. They're like, Hey, we need to have you sign this now, in the event that you do die or whatever. Just this is like an agreement. Uh, Eighteen years old, fresh eighteen, you're like, Oh, this sucks. You're like, Oh,
0: this sucks, I'm gonna die. (laughs) He walked
1: he walked in, he's he's like, Hey, I hate this part of my job, but I do need you to do this. Um, it's basically just saying in the event that you know you die in transportation or whatever happens that we tried and i just need it i just need it signed so it goes to someone in, in those events it's like man your job does suck bro like bad so put me on the flight for life flight Reno. i was in reno that laid me down in an operation room still demobilized i have an amazing picture of me outside of my plane i had a that's my first private flight yeah it's epic it's my first private flight um obviously because you're in a flight for life it's the only one i've ever been in privately you know so hopped in put me in sideways flew out and uh was like the most painful flight of my life they jacked me up on drugs i saw a giraffe in my in my plane, so that's my spirit animal.
0: Oh, so you got like a full-on hallucination. Oh yeah,
1: I was on tour, man. It was crazy. Like, and but there was also this thing that's in the back of my head, and it was a, like a little pinpoint thing, and it holds your head in place. Okay. On the flight, so if you get hit turbulence, it doesn't wiggle around too much.
0: Oh, that's so crazy. So painful.
1: I like, need it. Need something fixed, but I couldn't talk because my neck brace was so high. Um, so that was really fun, you saw and it ended a full up
0: on giraffe. What is what giraffe, kind of dude? drugs were you? I don't on? know,
1: but I'm also, I have a very low tolerance for that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, it got me sent, and uh, yeah, so I saw a giraffe, and that's my spirit animal. Even though I'm a towering five four for anyone that's <laughs> listening, but uh yeah, so did that landed in Reno. I was in Reno laid in operation room for hours later well, deciding to, like if they were going to do a bone fusion so they're going to take something and mm. fix my Fuse C6 with it. Your yeah you know. and like that, that would that would have changed everything I would never have been able to do what I do now so really? cuz would they um, have to
0: take it from like your legs
1: something I don't know where they take it they take it depending on like your bone growth or whatever to do something again medical stuff I don't know yeah, but I know would have why happened.
0: would that have
1: cuz like Affect the way it grows back, so it's never the same. It's not you don't get this loose neck deal. (laughs) But Uh, I hate loose neck. Yeah, loose neck's the worst. But yeah, so I lay there. They decided to not operate, and then they put me into a regular room in Reno, and I was there all night. My mom flew down the next morning, and I had an aunt and uncle drive out from Sacramento uh, to see me. But I wiggled my legs all night long because I was so scared that I was going to lose them. If I fell asleep, I was convinced that I'd wake up without legs. So I turned on, like, Cartoon Network or something and just alone all night. I was just watching Cartoon Network and wiggling my legs. I mean, stop wiggling, you don't get to walk anymore. You don't, you know, and you don't really know. You have no idea, like, so you just kind of, you get this thing in your head of, like, oh, I got to do this so I don't.
0: Also, like, maybe that kept you a little sane, you
1: know? Yeah, like, I didn't you get freaked out. So, yeah, it's crazy. And then the next day. Uh, I was stable enough to leave, so I, they put me in a real, really jacked me up in a neck brace, like, I was tall, it's the <laughs> tallest I've ever been, and, uh, like probably 5'5", five, five. and, uh, ended up walking out of the hospital, so they offered me, like, a wheelchair out so I could get to the car easy or anything like that, and I refused it, and it was a nice long walk to my my mom's rental car. And then from there, we had to drive to Sacramento. So a couple-hour drive, super painful. Uh, but it was not as safe to fly out of Reno as it would be Sacramento because we needed a bigger plane. Mm-hmm. So I flew there, stayed at my uncle's house, got really sick that night. It was horrible. And then like how like... the drugs were just, oh, yeah, I got really sick oh, off like whatever they gave okay. me. And, uh, and then ended up flying out. I was in recovery for three months with a neck brace on. So I didn't really go to school or anything. Um, and then full month or full six was I couldn't do anything active at all for six months, which was cool. So like, I'm very active. So,
0: <laughs> so super cool. Yeah.
1: Walking was oh, awesome. And God.
0: so you could, yeah, like walk and like stretch.
1: Yeah. That's kind of about it. Stretch what you can. But, you know, speed bumps are scary and all this kind of stuff. So you'd be really careful. So.
0: so you were just kind of waiting for your neck to fuse back together.
1: Yeah. And I was cool. You know, we could go to dinners or do life. I just couldn't do anything active. Yeah. And that's a big that's thing. That's such a big life.
0: part of life as someone yeah. who's like snowboards pro. Like.
1: Yeah. So did the whole thing. Uh, it's cool. And then nine months after the injury, I was back on my snowboard, went up to Whistler and took my first couple turns. And then a couple of days later, I flew to Colorado to get back on the grind and, uh, I only had a couple of weird panic attacks, which is good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I got back in it. Tried to get back into contests, but the way it works is the points move so quickly. So mm-hmm. if you miss contests, you really miss the ball. Um, so at that point I was like, okay, I kind of need to reevaluate. I went, you know, went to nationals and that kind of stuff and it just people were good and so I kind of shifted my gear towards marketing and like photo shoots, filming, all that kind of stuff to kind of subside my contest career I did a little bit for like two years more and at that point I was like okay I think it's time to hang that one up and do more love snowboarding so
0: I'm just so curious like as to what your mindset was throughout this entire process because that's a lot of like just having to accept because like that little seven-year-old you I'm going to be a person over I'm going to go to the Olympics. I'm going to go to the X Games. Like, yeah. you know, and those dreams were literally coming true until yeah. that accident. And then you're like, okay, now I just cannot move. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, now I'm going to go in a different direction. I'm just like yeah. wondering, like, I was uh, curious.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. I mean, you know, who knows if I would have ever made it to the Olympics? Who knows if I would have ever made it to the X Games? But I do know that the route I was on was getting me closer than I was when I got hurt right Mm -hmm. so I was on this path I was very focused in my contest career like I'm gonna make it I'm gonna figure this out I'm gonna get into some big contests and you know become one like the super pros um so kind of watching that dissipate and kind of fall apart was very difficult for me but the biggest thing and, and you know you get this really big heartbreak and it was like every night I'd go to bed like super bummed but Um, the biggest thing through the whole process was like, I still get to walk, you know, and there's, I had a 3% chance of walking out of the hospital. Yeah. So, um, I had 3% of walking out of the hospital, which is why I ended up for the flight for life. So I, I didn't know that at the time. Um, they told my mom that news, they didn't tell me, which is probably a good thing, but yeah. So really that whole time I was just stoked to be having the opportunity to get back into it to some extent. I can still compete. I can still do some of the stuff I did, but I got to work a lot harder to get there. Um, so I don't know. The mindset was trippy. It was just a big ride of learning to not just love the idea of being a professional snowboarder and all that kind of stuff and making big money and traveling the world and whatever, and being that cool dude that made it in snowboarding. But, um, really making me appreciate snowboarding like Mm. the sport itself it was my passion um before but it was like really my passion after that like really my passion so uh i love that sport and i will do anything to continue to keep that thing riding because it is it's just the best thing ever so i'm blessed um i've been able to do some cool stuff like big photo shoots like super park and um like through the help of some people and yeah, it just ended up in some cool photo shoots and that kind of stuff, which is honestly way more exciting. You don't have to you don't deal with all the craziness of a contest. So you just show up and And look fucking go hard. cool. <laughs> yeah. Just go hard and throw down and land on your feet. Yeah.
0: So. Jeez, dude. And um another reason I was like asking about the mindset and stuff is just because I've heard a lot of accounts and like read a lot about, you know, like how important your mindset is in recovery and like how important just like your mental beliefs are about your body in terms of healing. Yeah. Um, and like I know like Jason got injured last year or something. Um I don't know, something happened. Um, but he was telling me, he's like, yeah, I watched this movie it was like some documentary that was talking about this guy who shattered like most of his vertebrae and every day he would just meditate and he was a doctor so he knew how to like do the surgery and every day he would meditate and imagine like every tiny intricate little step of the surgery and if he like got distracted or messed something up he would start again and his back healed completely and this guy's a Dr. Joe Dispenza Nice. It's so a good name, Joe is.
1: Yeah, Joe. That's yeah. <laughs>
0: pretty good. Um. Yeah. He has a couple of books that are really cool. Nice. But geez, that is just that's quite a tale. Yeah,
1: it's crazy. It was cool. You know, I would never ever want to do it again. Yeah. But I would never take that experience back because it is um it changed my perspective on everything as far as what I get to do today. You know, like to the point of like getting teared up because I love it so much. Yeah. So, uh, mindset was. Cool. I don't know. Um, I'm Christian. So that makes it, that helps me a little bit. And like, yeah. just like praying, be like, oh man, like God help me through this. You know, like I can't do this alone. Yeah. That kind of injury is not something you can do alone, which is why I brought up like, oh, uh, it's okay to let people help you because it really is. You know, and I, like before that I was so stubborn. Um, but when you can't do normal life things, you've got to accept help. Yeah. You know, whether it's <laughs> cleaning off your bandages or whatever or switching your neck brace while you hold your neck in place so that you can flip them or whatever. But uh, the mindset was basically just, like, I did some, like, breathing stuff to, like, that my uncle helped me through and kind of breathing in and just, like, breathing through every part that was injured. So mm-hmm. your breath is actually going through your bones and all that kind of stuff and, like, believing in the healing of that. But uh biggest, like, thing was just to pray about it. Like, I, I just believe that you know god would kind of put me back right where i'm supposed to be and just trusting his process in that and kind of seeing where that journey would take me is kind of what kept me sane um
0: that's the only thing that you can have you know because like yeah. everything is so so uncertain yeah and if you try to like this is something that i've talked about a lot like on this show is like whenever you try to tell life that it's wrong or tell god that he's wrong or yeah whatever it is like you're never going to win that yeah. battle. Like, yeah. the only thing you can do is, like, accept and believe that everything happens for a reason. Totally. And all of the really awful things that you're going through are for a reason. And it's, yeah, going to put yeah. you in an even better place.
1: Totally. And I totally believe in that because, like, yeah, I don't know what would have happened to me further down the line if this didn't happen. Like, it was a big lesson of stop and listen. Yeah. And it was a big lesson of, like, trusting. Right. So, um, yeah, I totally believe in that. Like you don't have control over it. So to be able to pray for that and be like, God, like show me something good today or something I can look forward to or whatever. I need that. Or like a small win would be amazing. So, and, uh, yeah, there's been some really cool stuff that's come out of it. And yeah, I don't know if the mindset was related really just to pray. It's all you can mm-hmm. kind of do in that situation. Cause you're kind of, it's completely out of your hands. The only thing you can do is keep your neck brace on so <laughs>
0: just don't take that guy off yeah
1: that's pretty much all you have control of mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah i don't know uh, a lot of breathing a lot of sitting a lot of snowboard videos <laughs> so
0: yeah damn i bet um yeah that was like because before you came on the podcast you were asking you're like oh like what's it about and i'm like it's really just about your human experience like yeah. what like because you know like we don't really know why we're here. Yeah. We don't really know what we're doing. We don't really know what life is, what, you know? Yeah. Um, So yeah, like the only thing we really do have is like faith in something right or all we really have is like connecting to other people or like connecting to a higher power, just yeah. like connecting to life around us or like connecting to an incredible sport, like things that make us feel alive and, just how you're saying i don't really know what would have happened if i didn't have that injury like yeah maybe you would have gone to the pro the yeah. pros and maybe you would have gotten super cocky and just been like a horrible person would have sucked and like yeah. you would like <laughs> look really cool you'd be like this famous famous guy but like you would have like kind of lost yourself in the process you know yeah and so like i know for me whenever it seems like life is kind of against me or like bad things keep happening to me i'm just like damn this is keeping me so humble I was like I can never get a big ego with all this happening to me and like sometimes it sucks I'm like why are bad things happening to me but I'm like no it's like keeping me in my place like I would probably be an asshole if everything always went well for me because I would have no empathy to other people I would like probably see myself as like higher or better and Like, that's the one thing that causes anyone to, like, go through, like, real suffering is, like, that feeling of, yeah. like, being separate from other people. I'm like, yeah. all right, I'll take the hard lessons any day if that means I'm in my place. In my, and, like, I'm kind of, like, quote-unquote, in control of my life, not my ego. Yeah. So.
1: For sure. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm thankful for the way that it went. And... You know, I've had really great experiences through slowing down and not being on the contest scene, and you know, being a, a human with people opposed to just like a superstar this action sports focused dude that was trying mm-hmm. to make it. You know, mm-hmm. so
0: and like who's you still made it?
1: Yeah, I yeah, it's been a crazy career, but you know, there are, I've been. I'm thankful because I've been able to do some big photo shoots, and I've been able to know create relationships with the companies I, I ride with and um those last forever you know like may not last for like forever forever yeah. but the friendships that come out of that or the relationships like Burton is my family like there are people that work in that company that I will love forever like I don't care where like what happens they're my fam and uh you know same with you know Stevens Pass. it's like a big contributor to my snowboarding and you know, being able to go up there and just support a mountain that was gone like from local out to vale, but like basically supporting and trying to keep it local with them and like this real thing is is really important, so to be able to do that kind of stuff opposed to just be gone all the time in these contests and you know hucking myself for <laughs> days on end, it's cool, so I don't know uh,
0: so you ride for Burton. <laughs> So, like, what does that mean? Yeah, I'm like
1: a regional rider now. So, I've like floated a lot in that company. Okay. Um, I've done a lot of things. But so basically, it's like I ride for them in the sense that I represent the brand. They, you know, send product, whatever. I post what they need. Uh, and yeah, a lot in Washington and like the Northwest, there's not a ton of burden people. So, I'm like one of their guys out there to basically make sure that people are. Like see Burton. It's kind of funny.
0: Well, I feel like Burton is the biggest snowboard brand.
1: Yeah, it is. But yeah. it, regionally, it's very different to, okay. you know, to, so, uh, yeah. So basically just representing the brand well and showing up to events and, you know, writing their stuff in every marketing piece I do for whatever company in snowboarding and, uh, yeah, just making sure that's the forefront and it's always like new line stuff and, you know, and the time of contest it looked different than mm-hmm. it does now. Like my, Pick, like stickers had to be in different areas or whatever but now i just get to do what i want as far as like working with steven's pass and getting their photos done mm-hmm. and making sure that burton is represented in that as well you know kind of being seen so it's kind of funny uh but yeah a lot of it's just photo shoots and videos and whatever yeah, now
0: but that's like so awesome because you just get to do what you love yeah and then you get like these dope pictures of you doing what you love because like if anyone has, you know, gone skiing or snowboarding and you like ask your buddy to take a picture yeah. of you, it's just probably going to look bad. So yeah. <laughs> It's
1: fun. I mean, it's cool because yeah. sometimes you just show up and you get a photographer and you just follow you around all day and yeah. get some great shots and you get to live the life that you want to and get paid a little bit and call it good. So, yeah, yeah it's cool. I and mean, I don't know. It's such a fun sport. <laughs> I just love it. So, yeah, yeah.
0: I fell in love with hard and fast with that one yeah because i like one of the reasons i moved to san diego is because i just hate the cold and uh when i like started snowboarding i was like oh this is one thing i can do in the cold that i love yeah. and like ever since i started snowboarding which like wasn't actually that long ago it was like uh like i started two seasons ago so like yes. in the last year, the year before, yeah. but yeah, it was just, like, every chance I got, I was, like, I, like, bought, like, a season pass, like, to all the, like, little mountains near me. And I was just, like, this is it.
1: It's an this addiction. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited for this season, even though it's going to be weird with COVID and yeah. stuff. Who um,
1: really knows what's going to happen we'll with that? snowboarding? Even we'll we see. don't really know, so it keeps it fun.
0: Well, if you are ever at Big Bear or Mammoth, let me know.
1: Mammoth is where I broke my neck, so I love to go. Yeah, yeah. okay. Uh. Yeah, I mean, I'm nomadic, so mm-hmm. I kind of just end up wherever it looks fun.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> even Colorado, like, a lot of my friends live there, and my brother goes to school there, so I'm sure I'll be up there a few times. I'm yeah. going to be up there, well, it hasn't started snowing really yet. I'm going to be up there, like, Halloween, and then I'll be up nice. there, uh, I think, around Christmas, which could get a little crazy. It might so be a little bit. Yeah. i don't know we'll see <laughs> yeah but yeah i'll definitely be up at mammoth
1: dope it's a yeah. good spot yeah
0: okay wait what time so he is like a like a zoom meeting in a little bit but what time do you want to be off of the podcast 6.05 uh, i don't know uh 6.29 <laughs> i'm kidding
1: 6.30 6.35 6.40 really i can show up late
0: okay you want to keep keep talking care. then yeah. whatever Okay, I'm cool. just here
1: until I'm not, so. All right. <laughs> yeah.
0: Cool. Okay. Hmm. So, usually when I do these, like, I have, like, a little list of questions that I can, like, yeah, just pop in, on it. but that's fine. We'll just yeah. have little gaps here and there. Yeah. So, uh, in your future, do you have, like, I know it's just kind of fun to just kind of see where you end up, but do you have any, like, little dreams floating around that you're thinking of? looking uh. at what's something what's some things that you want to do what's like some bucket list things you have um because like you're young like yeah. i i kind of thought you were older yeah i'm a young guy but we are the same age <laughs> yeah rock
1: on to be in 23 it's yeah, a cool age that's yeah. a jordan year it is um i don't know i mean you have a ton of dreams and they're crazy but okay let's hear them. i don't know i want to be 30 countries by 30 okay so Obviously, this year kind of slowed that process down a little bit.
0: How many have you been uh, to so far?
1: Not as many as I would hope to have been, but I think I'm on... Uh, boy, let's see.
0: Yeah, let's list them off.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, Canada, that was a big one. you know.
0: I've never been to crazy. Canada. A lot
1: of people down here haven't, but mm-hmm. we're I drive there for day trips. Oh, yeah, that's Washington. Yeah, so Canada, uh, Dominican Republic, I've been down there twice. I've been to Mexico twice. Costa Rica, I've... Been in Panama, it, uh, I walked past the border and I was there for like twenty minutes. So I counted. Oh, so it. you
0: just kind of like I'm so close. I'm just gonna. I am just going
1: i did not even get a border stamp, like a uh, stamp. I uh, walked through a mall and it ends up on the other side of Pan. Like, yeah, you have Costa Rica, Panama, and Panama. You can go through it. So I count it because you did it. it it's like I'll go back someday and redeem myself. But mm-hmm. uh Switzerland and I don't know. So I guess I'm at like five. I got a lot to go, but that's yeah, a I don't big have that dream. Many. Yeah, that's okay. Like, but
0: there's like, I want to see the world, and yeah. there's so much to see. Like, that's like my big thing. And like, maybe it sounds like cheesy because now everyone wants to be like a world traveler, but yeah. like, the do world's it. just so cool. It I is just want to see it all.
1: Yeah, I love it. I, traveling is one of the coolest things ever because you do meet so many different people. Mm-hmm. Every place I've been has been such a different experience. I've been to, you know, Dominican Republic twice to like small villages, and both times I've been on a developed relationship with these guys, and like, you know, but it's just so cool. And then you go to Costa Rica and the people down there are so different. And you're like, man, someday I'll see those guys again. You create relationships with them. Yeah. You go to Switzerland and you meet people out there and you're like, dude, I love those guys. Like, I want to go see them again. Um, and every culture is different. So you learn about all these different cultures, um, which just makes you really appreciate where we live too. It's like, it's a kind of a trade off of like, man, I got this really cool experience, but I also love to be able to come back and be in somewhat of a normal. You know, things. So it's all different, but it's so cool. And yeah, so the goal is to be in 30 by 30 um, alongside like working. And I, I work 100% remotely. So to be able to continue to do that and hit all the countries would be like the ideal goal. Um, it just keeps it fun, you know? And uh, I guess right now I kind of kickstarted it by being on, like being nomadic for a year. I cut my lease in August and i've been traveling for this is day like 38 or something like that. Wow. And uh the goal is a year. So
0: You want to do this for a whole year? Yeah,
1: the goal is to wow. not have a, a lease for the next year. Um
0: And what spurred this decision?
1: Uh it's just i don't know. It, yeah, i don't know. So things <laughs> just weren't really working out the way I kind of thought or seemed in Seattle at the time that like leases were coming around to be like transitioned or whatever so no matter what I had to move out of my house Mm. and uh, just lifestyle things and whatever and I just was like well this is a really good and nothing was really lining up like opportunities were just kind of not great choices for living in Seattle and I was like well I do work remotely and I have really good friends around the country and around the world like through snowboarding I've been able to meet a ton of people so, I was like, I'm just gonna do it. Like, I'm not. I'm not signing a lease. And when I said that, like when I confirmed that I was not gonna do it, I had so much peace in what I was doing. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I don't have to stress about finding a place. I don't have to do this. I'm, like, I'm just gonna go. I love flying. I only fly Delta Airlines. Not a paid dad. but uh,
0: why Delta?
1: It's just the best airline. They handle your bags better. Uh, I've come to experience through all the travels i've done maybe i should um, take some tips would recommend delta is incredible uh their staff is amazing like super kind every time i get on a flight i talk to them and just like see what's going on and they're just so cool to just stop and talk and um yeah and i have status with them so my bags are free which is a huge bonus oh, and wait, i have
0: how did you get you just fly with them so much? so
1: much yeah i did like a mileage run last year so i went to I flew from, like, here to Arizona, back home to Hawaii, then Montana, and then I was just all over the place trying to get status. So I did it. Now I have that, and I have lounge access. So Dang. that helps. That's actually really nice being someone that doesn't necessarily have an apartment. Is like,
0: you like, Delta Airlines lounges. Yeah, no
1: spot, you have showers you? in there, too. And I shower every day because mm-hmm. I'm sure. a weirdo about being <laughs> clean. But, yeah, for sure, dude. I'm sitting across now. But, um but it's nice because you can shower and layovers if you need to. Mm. So,
0: and they have snacks.
1: Yeah, Delta's dope. Yeah, would recommend. And with the COVID thing, they're taking it real good. Like mm. they're keeping everything really clean. It's been a, like an incredible staff through the whole thing. The middle rows, like the middle seats, are still empty until like February or something. Oh, okay. So, you get an extra seat, which is pretty cool. So you pay two for one and a half, or you pay one for, I don't know, something like that, one and a half. So that's awesome, and they're Dang. great. Yeah, and I know a couple of people that work for them. And Delta, just list,
0: if you want to sponsor the podcast, sponsored ad, let me know. <laughs> yeah, sponsored. Sponsor me, guys. Yeah. I have zero sponsors. <clears throat> Not yet. It's alright. It's just my mom listening to this, probably.
1: That's alright, right, dude. Get Not you, even my mom. Get you three whole views now.
0: Yeah, my mom and you. And Delta Airlines, yeah,
1: Delta's gonna hop in on this one, yeah. Ed Bastin's gonna hop in and be like, Oh man, we need to sponsor this podcast.
0: So, you like, you know, the guy, the CEO, yeah,
1: yeah. I don't know him personally, but I'm that much of a nerd, like with flying, I am the biggest nerd. I'll stop talking about it because I'll stop, I'll I'll talk for 20 minutes about flying, and that's just not that exciting for me. He's like
0: obsessed with trains, yeah, but but you're obsessed with Delta,
1: dude. I I, I love it. I would, like, book flights for friends just because I like to do it.
0: Yeah. I'll hit you up next time I go yeah, like, somewhere. Yeah. I'm trying to go to Peru next year, Dude, so. easy. I got you. Delta we'll flights get to it Peru. Done.
1: Maybe. <laughs> um, you can probably get there on something that's Star or, uh, by Sky Team, which is all Delta, like, their whole alliance. So, someone flies down there from them. Who okay. knows who.
0: Cool. Uh, yeah, I, like, I always just kind of, like, book random airlines. I'm, like, at some point I should, like, try to get miles with someone. But if I you fly internationally.
1: Fly one airline or one team, so Sky Team or Star Alliance, because you'll accumulate a ton of points, and that's when you really start to see the benefits of flying.
0: Hmm. I'm learning things. You get upgraded,
1: (laughs) yeah. You get upgraded, and you're like, "This is a good day." So, cool. Yeah. Enough with the flying, so keep going.
0: That's okay. Okay, so 30 (laughs) countries. By the time you're 30. Yes. So what? Okay, so let me tell you my like next couple that I really want to go to: Peru yeah because um, i want to go down to like sacred valley i want to like feel the ground feel yeah. our ancestors sweet um i want to go to costa rica
1: beautiful place would recommend yeah.
0: i want to go um i want to go to japan
1: yep that'd I be wanna, incredible
0: yeah i want to go back to bali and thailand sweet i want to go to vietnam okay i want to go to south africa i want to go to Morocco. i want to go to spain <laughs> i have literally so many places Good, yeah. i want to go to egypt uh, a lot of South America. I wanna, I wanna go to. Uh, not, well, I would go to Brazil, but I wanna go to Colombia. Yeah, I'd go to Canada just to go to Whistler, though. <laughs> uh, you
1: know, you gotta do it once. It's a, it's a cool. No, it's like, easy. Yeah, it's easy. Really easy. I mean, my with my license, I can go through the border. So mm-hmm. we'll see after this whole thing. But yeah, I mean, you can just show up. I do day trips out there, so go mm-hmm. up to Canada.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Canada, sponsor me. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: the whole country. Come on, up.
0: yeah. <laughs> uh um okay so what about you where do you want to go
1: oh i didn't even i don't know i mean japan is a huge one because they have the best snowboarding Mm -hmm. by far so that i was gonna go last year didn't lame but uh i don't know i don't really have like a big list of like this is real place like i definitely want to go to bali because i surf so i want to go surf out there um and i would love to be in southeast asia more and like kind of see that whole world and um
0: it's a beautiful
1: world yeah and just do stuff like that but the thing is like at some point i'd ideally just hit them all so i don't have a list of like these are the places i have to go Mm -hmm. i just see flights and then see fit like portugal would be really cool yeah i'm gonna go surf in portugal really bad so if there's a flight like great example if i see a flight and i'm like that's a good flight I'm going to go and The
0: stars aligned. And there you
1: are. Yeah. I mean, the, the way I got to Switzerland was I paid 350 bucks round trip. And I was what? Yeah. I was on my flight to. Okay. I need to like so. get your
0: flight tips.
1: Yeah. I got you. Yeah. But because
0: like, that's obviously for like almost anyone. That's the old time. Yeah. But also like the main deterrent is international flights are freaking expensive. But
1: here's the thing is everyone like everybody that I talk to is not flying, traveling, just being stuff like, how do you afford to do it? How do you, like, just afford a trip to Europe? Well, you stop buying so many T-shirts. Or, you know, you have a $200 pair of shoes on. And you only need a like, 100 bucks more to fly to Switzerland, Joe Reed. So that's, like, the big thing is everyone's, it's it's so materialistic, right? So it's really easy for people. Like, I have one pair of shoes when I travel because, do wow, I need more than one. Mm-hmm. You know, I invested a $100 into a pair of shoes. They're going to last me until whenever. But the thing is, is, like, if you want to travel, everyone says they want to do it. Just do it. Like, stop buying things that don't matter. Like, I don't Absolutely. know. Wear black shirts, black shorts, black shoes. Look at us right now. Yeah. We're all black right now. We're not goth. We just we're, we're just, just smart. Cool. So yeah, I mean, it just makes it easy, yeah. and then you can start traveling. So no and bad. then from there, you start searching your flights and like, you know, digging into some good deals, yeah. and you can track dates and all that kind of stuff. And that's the big piece is time. Because mm-hmm. you can't get a, a cheap flight on a weekend. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know.
0: But, no, that is a big one. Like, especially, like, I'm not someone who goes out. Like, I'll have a beer with a friend sometime, you know? But, like, that's one thing. Drinking is so Stupid, expensive, expensive. And, yeah. like, people will blow hundreds of dollars in one night, like, going out. Go I'm like, oh, that makes absolutely no sense to me. Yep. Why would I ever do that? Like, if yeah. I buy two drinks oh, this is, a, like, a big baller night. Yeah. Like, I'm probably feeling guilty about that one. But yeah. I also, like, never really go out, so. You drop some
1: bills, dude. <laughs> I'm
0: like, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, but that's huge. Like, with, like, any kind of excuse. Like, oh, well, where are you putting your money?
1: Yeah. It's all perspective. It's
0: people like, oh, my God. Like, you went to travel. Like, and I haven't done, like, a ton of traveling. Yeah. But still, people are like, oh, you're, like, always, like, somewhere. And I'm like, yeah, because I don't have that many clothes and i yeah. i mean i still like buy things that's fine and yeah, definitely but... buy
1: things and treat yourself but yeah. like i'm saying like
0: i don't go out to eat all the time like yeah all that stuff. like when but it's we... the same yeah yeah like the most that i went out to eat was when i was hanging out with you and jason I'm like oh my god i've bought like three meals out i'm going crazy
1: <laughs> i do eat out a lot because i don't live anywhere well
0: yeah like that yeah. that's your rent dude
1: yeah you know i saved a thousand dollars on rent every month yeah. so i'm just kind of I'll pay for lunch <laughs> but uh yeah I mean it's all perspective I've talked to people who they spend three hundred dollars at the bar one night and then the next day they're like how do you travel so much you must be made of money and I'm like no I just did not, not spend three hundred dollars last night <laughs> the money you used on the bar I used on a flight so and and that's like nothing wrong with anyone's life choice no, it's just like it's
0: just what do you want yeah you
1: just see it and that's what I do it's like I, my my head is after traveling and after you know all these experiences like The whole thing is I want to be able to give my kids really cool stories Mm. about all the things I've done and be able to, like... dad
0: broke his neck and traveled the world. Yeah,
1: I want to be a grandpa and be like, look at all these crazy places I've gone. (laughs) Or, like, let's go to one of these crazy places. Yeah. So if I can get all this experience now, then it's going to be a lot easier to do that with a family down the road. So opposed to buying shoes. I'm buying flights. So I don't know.
0: (laughs) yeah absolutely yeah. Hmm. let's do what other things are on your bucket list
1: Uh, I don't know I mean but again it's just very open I, I want to skydive like I want to mm. I really want to skydive I'm such an adrenaline cer- me like, too big time so I do want to skydive Um, I couldn't for a long time because of my neck and like the jolt so I want to get my certification in it like in a perfect world I dive enough that I can just go do it with Ocean friends
0: side yeah yeah, there you go
1: but so that's kind of the that's a big one um the 30 for 30 is that that's that's definitely the biggest uh have a family someday i don't know that's long term (laughs) definitely not anytime soon 30 Uh,
0: kids by 30 30
1: kids by 30 uh good luck but uh i don't know things like that it's just experiences the biggest thing is just travel and experiences is kind of all i need you know and i've been able to cross cross off snowboard bucket list stuff like super park is one of the biggest photo shoots of all time it's put on by snowboarder mag it's been going on for like 20 22 years or something like that uh so i was fortunate enough to get in and you know do that so I was, i've been able to cross off some bucket list items that yeah you know already so i don't know there's no bucket list it's just like
0: Things you want to do. I, like, I don't have, like, an actual bucket list either. Yeah. So, like, I'd have to, like, think of it.
1: I do want to fly a million miles. Mm. So, it's a lot. It's going to be a lot of work.
0: How many do you have so far?
1: Not a million.
0: Okay, well, how many? I don't know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I've probably been on, like, a lot of flights. Like, hundreds and hundreds of flights. But I have no idea what the mileage is. I think right now I have, like, 109,000 for X amount of time. But, Yeah so you kind of do some math and am just gonna kind of take a long time so it'll be like when I'm older and have kids yeah. by the time I hit a million yeah. but it'd be so cool
0: I'll make you a plaque yeah I will mark my words if you yeah. if you like I don't know what are we gonna have like telepathic like messaging at that point No,
1: I'll shoot you a MySpace message for okay. sure okay yeah. I
0: never had a MySpace neither did
1: I but we'll make them okay so we can get this plaque figured out okay okay
0: mark my words I'll write it in blood I'll make you a plaque when you have a million miles <laughs> deal dude All right. Deal. They
1: all carry around with me everywhere.
0: I'm going to make it really big (laughs) then. Huge. Yeah. 10 pounds.
1: Yeah.
0: What do you think? Okay. By the time you have a million
1: miles, how old do you think you'll be? Uh, Older than I am now.
0: Okay. So (laughs) say you're like (laughs) 60. That's in uh, like 40-ish years.
1: Hopefully it doesn't take me 40 years to hit a million miles because it'd be so much flying to do by the time you're you're like, man, I got to go on another one. I don't know. I want to do it early enough cuz you get benefits from hitting a million miles on on airlines okay. so it's like you get into a crazy status and like
0: you get like your own room on the plane.
1: Yeah, well, you can still do that like now. But like, you know, they drive you to your flight. Like, and like, it's just stupid. Some of the things that show up with, like, a Million Mile Club, it's just so cool. And how cool it would be to, like, show up to the airline and everybody know your name? Like, you pop... That's the
0: Million Mile Club. Yeah, away. you, like,
1: book a ticket and you automatically get upgraded to first class, which sometimes happens. But at a million, you like, always get first class. So you, like, scan your ticket and they're like, oh, my God. And then they're like, hey you and you're like yeah i did it you know you're like,
0: like i did it i'm in the middle east like baby. i
1: spent a lot of money on these flights so i don't know that's just kind of a weird goal but it'd be kind of fun no that is pretty cool yeah
0: okay but okay say it is 40 years later what, what do you think the earth's gonna be like then think of how much like technology round. has changed in like the past like 30
1: yeah i know hopefully i don't cut my miles <laughs> just kidding you still need them as long as they don't like teleport i should still be good <laughs> So, well,
0: do you think, yeah. like, teleportation will be a thing and then you get miles that way? I
1: don't know. I'd like, be lamed you get, like, two miles or something dumb for, like, a...
0: No, w- it still counts.
1: Or, like, uh, Delta like particle points or something. <laughs> you know, because you, like, get blasted into particles and show up somewhere else. Do you it's, think like, you,
0: like, lose some sometimes? That would probably, probably. be a big, a big thing. It'd be
1: kind of a big risk is, like, losing a finger by teleportation. Or, or just,
0: like, a couple cells or like, you wouldn't like, even notice. You
1: pull up and you're bald or something. Like, dang it. You know, like, I don't know. I'd rather just fly.
0: Oh, my God. I hope that happens.
1: <laughs> no, I don't. I hope I don't lose a finger or end up bald. I have good hair. No, I don't want to lose it.
0: I, no, I just hope that, like, that's a thing. And, like, that's, like, a big uh, lawsuit issue with the airlines that turn into, like, teleportation dude. places. Like, all the airports are going to turn into, like, just, like, these little doors that you walk through.
1: Yeah, and just blast out the other side. Yeah. It's, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully it's not any time because I like flying. I don't know if I'd like Hi. teleportation. The experience of flying is really cool. Again, what? we're all on the like what the if flying you thing. Thought, like
0: a little like but... simulation, like you could choose no, your ride. So...
1: <laughs> <laughs> I want to fly. Like I want to be on a plane for sixteen hours.
0: Yeah, they would have like retro things for you to do yeah. when you're an old man. You're like, I miss flying. Yeah, like, like, we th- got you.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I want to be able to like fly first class to Australia and yeah, mm-hmm. like the longest flights possible and just enjoy it. You know i it's okay, feel
0: impartial to flying, yeah, it's fine like, i just I just, just love it I just get uncomfortable hmm. i can't That's okay. I can't sleep on uh, planes,
1: yeah, that'll do it. I sleep best on planes, mm-hmm. straight up,
0: I do not, I'm but sorry. I like like I love being in the airport, like I love just like walking around the airport and I like getting onto the plane, yeah. and then once I'm there, and I'll settle in, I'm like, okay, now I'm here for eight hours like, so. now what
1: <laughs> yeah totally yeah i get it
0: but otherwise i love it good um what else
1: like my bucket list i don't know again like it's just all I'm trying to do it all I'm trying to have the best experience as possible i don't know i'm just trying to enjoy life and take advantage of what i do have which is two working legs two working arms and you know a remote job Or not take advantage of my my job. I work really hard. But you know, being able to use that Yeah, to be able to use that privilege of being able to like travel and I don't know. I just wanna enjoy my time and meet new people and do weird stuff like this. And yeah, so like this is what it's all about. It's like when I cut my lease, I was like, I'm gonna meet some new people, I'm gonna do some weird things. You know, there's gonna be situations I'm not really sure about, but that's all part of a cool experience you know like and I've had a couple I just I need I do need to get really good at writing them down because I've been traveling for a while and it's I'm already like I don't even know what happened on day three Mm -hmm. you know so I do need to write stuff down because I want to like remember some of these things that's
0: so hard because I I do journal and I do write yeah but mostly I'm like not writing about like what I'm doing like it's it's not like a log of like what I did that day I'm just like oh like I don't know, like probably just talking about like emotional stuff. Yeah. But
1: (laughs) I cried twice today.
0: (laughs) My tears were like
1: droplets of glitter. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not making fun of you. No, it probably
0: does sound like that. Um, yeah, no, but that that's why I just kind of like this. Like sounds cheesy, but I was explaining this to my friend the other day because, or actually, on the other podcast because we were talking about like Instagram and like social media addiction and all that stuff, and I was like. I definitely do get addicted to it sometimes it's but so I easy to delete get addicted. it off my phone yeah. quite often but i love taking little instagram stories because totally. for me like those are just tiny little pieces of my day and then i can look back on them and be like oh yeah this is what i was doing and it triggers all those yep. memories from that picture
1: yeah for sure i use them all the time like they, it's cool you can actually go to your archives and see a map and I'll um, show you where all those stories were taken if you tag them with the store, like the to, uh, location. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool. You can actually hop in and be like, oh, man, in Switzerland, I did. This is the night I had raclette, and I ate so much food, my stomach was going to explode. Or, That's you know, happening. whatever. And it's just, so you kind of, yeah.
0: Yeah, so, like, that is one thing that I really like. Like, the other day, like, I took a picture of a snail because it just like i was, saw that yeah wasn't that it was he was glowing was crazy was yeah crazy. that snail
1: was on a different level
0: i know he was like radioactive or something yeah you no know, there's the sun was like pouring through him like damn dude you look good you got a nice
1: looking oh. snail <laughs> <dude>. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah so just like little things like that like little like details of life and you're like oh my god remember when you were 23 and you were hanging out with that snail that morning yeah like, it's just like just I love you that. and the snail yeah because yeah. it's so easy to forget stuff like that but then also like the weirdest stuff will trigger that memory and unlock like yeah the most specific details of like whatever
1: yeah whatever kind happened. of back you up a little bit yeah. another story comes out of it
0: mm-hmm. for sure so we'll wrap it up in a sec but let me leave you with this question so the podcast is this human thing because we are all in this human thing yeah whatever this life thing is maybe it's a simulation maybe it's a some guy who just like science experiment like made us or maybe it's this like beautiful cosmic spiritual experience whatever it is we can't really know we just kind of choose to believe what works and um you you believe in god yeah i believe in god maybe it's not uh like specific to one uh like religion maybe yeah but I like I do believe in like a higher power like this like oneness or I don't know I could get into that for a long time yeah. but ultimately ultimately we can't really know and that's why we have faith mm-hmm. because like we have to believe in something or we just get all ego and uh, are always just focused on like building a character and like building like yeah this person feeling more are separate anyway well that pre- prelude that was like a little bit messy Um, Yeah, so, like, what do you think this human thing is? And, like, how, what is, like, your parting words for the episode of, like, how can you do this human thing the best? Like, what is, like, your one little slice of advice?
1: Man. Okay, so, really quick before I dive into some extremely deep stuff here. Okay. Uh, I am the worst when it comes to deep, like, quotes or statements or anything or advice or whatever so like in work we have this like every week we're like lasting quotes what's something we finish the finish off this meeting and it's like lasting quotes and everyone says something really cool and, and kind of like, like
0: hang like, loose fellas well
1: everyone's like oh there's like say something really deep and like cool and you're like yeah oh, it's kind of dope like i could use that yeah and then there's me and i don't know if it's the pressure or what but mine are always so weird like you
0: can leave a weird one no yeah, it's
1: like you know most of them are like wear your sunscreen or like
0: it's in imp- charge
1: your airpods bro was mine last week and that what does that have to do with anything if except for the fact that i didn't charge my airpods you know what i mean if you don't have them i'd recommend they're pretty good but I, uh,
0: i thought they were so nerdy until i got some and i'm and like, like they my life.
1: yeah so i don't know as far as this goes my belief is different like you know i believe in god christian yep. non-denominational so i don't yeah. like it's not specific to, like, Presbyterian or anything like that. Like, I just believe that that God is my creator. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that's what I will choose to believe until the day I die. But uh, as of for this human thing, I think just honestly, like, go live the life that you're trying to. Because it re- re- refines the opportunities that you don't have yet. Like, every day I look for an opportunity that I haven't seen. So if you can do that, then it'll make your human thing or your human experience open up a little bit. Like a lot of people are so close minded to experiences or new things or doing things differently than everybody else. It's really easy to like form to a mold. Mm-hmm. Um, don't try to break your mold. Question just, things. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just like do things differently than everybody else and that's exactly what I'm doing and it's been really cool. So, um, I don't know if that answers your question, but...
0: No, those are some great parting words. There was a bit of a glow emanating from you. (laughs) Glow of wisdom.
1: Yeah, it's probably all these twinkle lights that just came on. Mm -hmm. No, but I mean, really, just break the mold. People, it bums me out so much when I see people that really get stuck in, like, a specific way or told they're supposed to do it this certain way, X, Y, Z. Like, it's just not that way. Everyone's path is different, whether... You have a degree or you don't, or you, you know, your parents tell you, you can't, can't do something like break it, dude. Just believe in what you want to do and go do it. Um, Amen. Yeah.
0: Sounds so, beautiful.
1: Yeah. That's it. But,
0: I love it. Thank you. Yeah. This was a great episode. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's nice to not have a list of questions. So I don't know. Oh, I like don't know if, you if I was like yeah.
0: doing like really interview style.
1: Yeah, I'm fine. Like I I've done interviews before, but oh. but it's it's nice to not. And you're like, oh, I can just kind of
0: Well, I just want like the whole point of this is for it to just be a conversation. And yeah, sometimes so. I would have some questions or topics like maybe not even related to you personally. Just yeah. like I'd be like, "So, would you ever own a salamander?"
1: Um, but, it's like a, no, I wouldn't. Me but, <laughs> yeah, you know. When I was little, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would
0: like capture them. Nice, um but I don't do that anymore, guys. That's
1: probably good. I'd be a little freaked out if there are a bunch of salamanders. <sighs> you in open my
0: bedroom, and you're like, "Oh, cat." Uh, um, yeah, <laughs> I need like, to leave.
1: Not doing a podcast. <laughs> too late. Too yeah. Late. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. No, but the reason I would have questions is just like if the conversation dies out, I can be like, "Oh, you know." But yeah. I really just want it to be a conversation. Like I just want, you know, you to have a little. A little outlet, just like this yeah. is this is my story, this is, and like exactly what you were saying, like everyone's path is different. It's yeah. not necessarily right or wrong. I mean, you can just like be a shitty person, and yeah, you, you can, can be, suck. Like, you can be, <laughs> you can yeah. be hurting other people and all of all of that. But generally, there's not a right or wrong path. There's not a right or wrong way to live. Totally. And like by people sharing their stories on this podcast like i am like hoping to maybe people listen and they'll be like oh yeah it's okay to live alternatively it's okay to like begin to question the things that i believe so that i can maybe i return to my original belief but maybe i find the error in the way that i was thinking before and i'm able to open myself further because now i'm open to more possibilities and more ways of living and more ways of thinking um which just uh like in the end just like helps us all like connect more as humans because yeah. like we're all pretty separated and
1: uh, dude that's what i'm saying man that's why this is so cool it's like traveling and this kind of stuff is, i'm trying not to be separated from people so yeah. meeting new we, people and building that network is really cool
0: yeah so do it cool guys live life with hashtag no filter
1: none of them <laughs> filters actually low-key whack so Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. that's gonna
0: that's actually your ending clip. <laughs> yeah. Just a little key whack. yeah cool awesome guys well that's going to wrap up episode 14 of this human thing joe thank you so much for coming on this yeah was, this was just such a treat
1: that's fun yeah get <laughs> a little experiment
0: yeah awesome so i'm just going to end off with some some little closing statements you guys can't follow this human thing on instagram on facebook at this human thing I are mean, you making this a rap? joe's like bopping his head around like okay funny. yeah
1: keep going what do you think
0: <laughs> i'm not no. gonna rap it <laughs> you want <you laughs> to boxing? Uh, this is like into the flow
1: of it okay yeah.
0: and you can watch videos on youtube this one's being recorded right now it got really dark while we were talking so it's probably mad blurry now but that's totally fine i haven't been uploading the youtube videos but i will at some point mark my words uh you can if you want to support the show i've got one patreon subscriber <laughs> but Sorry. if anyone else wants to hop on you know <laughs> throw me three dollars that'd be cool um it's you don't need to i'm not trying to pressure anyone it's just an option so uh what else joe do you have any plugs where can people find joe reed uh, where can they yeah. follow your journey
1: yeah uh at joe reed 07 on instagram
0: zero 07 yeah zero
1: 07 uh seven is my favorite number joe reed was taken it's this dude i've been trying to buy his instagram forever it it, he won't respond he has like no posts either so it really bumps me out uh so joe reed seven was taken so joe reed zero seven it was and that has been my instagram since the beginning cool yeah you can just follow me there i don't really post anywhere else
0: okay (laughs) yeah follow his ig for some i looked through it the other day you got some really cool pictures of snow
1: Thanks. yeah, there's a lot of them and in there. And boards
0: in snow. Yeah. And people on the boards in the snow. Yeah, yeah. Going fast, but you can't tell because it's a picture. Because Unless you watch the video. Because
1: still. There are some videos in there. So. Yeah.
0: yeah. You want to see a flip? You want to see a double flip?
1: The, they're in there. A triple flip? Uh, not a triple anymore, no. Anymore? Make my you? nose bleed.
0: Really? Yeah. Okay, no triples. But <laughs> no we triples. Got the doubles. All right. Yeah. Cool. Um, Guys, we are, Joe's about to hop on a call. I don't you wanna hop on it here?
1: Yeah, I'll figure it out. We'll either I'll, yeah, I'll be around. Can also, I can't I go, go too wanna,
0: far. I kinda wanna see your call. It's not like a business call. He's he's gonna be hanging with some kids. Yeah. So I kinda just wanna see their little faces. Um Yeah, so we're gonna hang out here. Guys, whatever you're doing out there in your lives, you know, be compassionate with yourself. Pretty hard on ourselves, which is good sometimes. You don't wanna be lazy. But uh yeah spread a little love to yourself spread a little love to the people around you don't take it so seriously um but do take it a little bit seriously but whatever you're doing out there keep doing your thing peace in peace out bam and we're gone